On today's edition of the show, the Florida Panthers win a thriller of a game on the road in Raleigh, North Carolina, where it was the sixth longest game in NHL history and take game one on the road. A trend that we've seen the Florida Panthers do so many times winning in the opposing team's arenas. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Friday, May 19th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez. You can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers and on Instagram as well in LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come here and make Locked On Panthers your daily fix. So the Florida Panthers, what a game last night or this morning, more like, uh, where it was a six-hour marathon. This game started at 8 p.m. just shortly after and then ends just before 2 a.m. We thought that the Florida Panthers had a game-winning goal in, in the first overtime, then it was disallowed, and then three hours after that to the time that Matthew Kachuk scored the game-winning goal. It was about three hours in, in, in the time difference be, between that. But the Florida Panthers, they come out with a win. They dig deep, and they find a way, even though even though at times they were looking gassed in, 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 the, in this hockey game, o- almost 140 minutes of total hot time when it comes to when it comes to uh, game one on Thursday night. But it is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show where Nick Fairbanks is back for another edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick, a very good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, Armando. Good morning, Panthers fans. What day is it? That's that's my main question today. Yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, it's it's great to it's great to for you to be here and 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 also it's great to be celebrating a, a win after the third overtime. Of course, you and I were messaging about okay, what what's going to be our recording time? Uh, is it going to be ten a.m.? Is it going to be after the game? But the longer it went, it's like okay, let let let's do it in the morning where we have a little bit of time to think about uh, this. But just let's let's just go through the first 40 minutes i mean the panthers didn't they they looked great from the from the jump they didn't look, show a sign of rust i mean there were times where the florida panthers were getting out of their zone it was being passes were being intercepted and then the carolina hurricanes were doing the same thing where it was trading chances in the neutral zone without any really offensive zone time in in the in, in the in the first two periods really especially in the first 10 but the 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 panthers i mean they fall behind early now now they are I have the stat right here. They are three and four in the postseason this year when they when the opposition scores first. So they're showing signs of a team that can come back. I mean, the cross-checking penalty from Ekblad, I mean, Chris Lee is calling that from the trail position when the mm-hmm. lead position behind the goal line lets it go. And you saw how livid Paul Maurice was when when he said, that's on you. Yeah, um, you know, to kind of start off with the game, um, you couldn't ask for a better start after almost a week off. You know, you were saying there was no rust. Um, you know, uh, 
Matthew Tuchuk said it best that coming into this series, it's like looking into a mirror. So it's not surprising that, you know, the teams are trading chances that they were clogging up the neutral zone and intercepting a lot of passes. But, you know, it's the team that has the best will or, you know, has the strongest will that's going to win this series. And, um, you know, last night it was 50-50. Um, you know, it came down to a, uh, you know, fourth overtime goal, you know. So um, with the penalties, that seems to be a reoccurring theme this season. That's really what got Florida in trouble. Um, you know, it was just like the Boston series where, you know, they got into penalty trouble. Boston would score, but the Panthers wouldn't give up. We would like to see them clean it up a little bit. And, um, yeah, that, that phantom call with Aaron Eckblad, it just sometimes it's going to, you know, it's going to happen. You know, you're going to have Russ Sarah to call that. Yeah, um, it, it, and the the penalty kill at that point wasn't wasn't I, I wasn't very I, I wasn't I wasn't gonna uh, crap on the Panthers too much on how their penalty just uh, they were getting right before that um, goal by Seth Jarvis. I mean the Panthers were getting in the in the shooting lanes as well. I, I mean just one bad clear and the Panthers are out of uh, position there. But that top line for the Panthers they were setting the tone early. Duclair n- not just on the four shots on goal in the first period he was consistently getting back in the zone and back checking and 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 creating and creating a, a few a few good outs uh the other way and it, and it and it man- and it manifested with uh with the with the first uh two, two um two goals where he had primary assist on both of them drives up to the half um half um right wing half wall spins it around gets it to bark off and he beats Freddie Anderson far side and then um being quick to the puck after a a shot and then get um Verhage, uh getting it back to the bottom of the circle and then bre- beating uh Freddie Anderson uh short side there i mean and they and and Wayne Gretzky was talking about in the intermission, you gotta match speed with speed. Uh, and and talking about how when it comes to Carolina, how the Florida Panthers, uh, the the New Jersey Devils weren't as physical as the Florida Panthers, and that's what t- took the Carolina Hurricanes out of their game. But then in the third period, I mean, only two shots on goal for for um, for the Florida Panthers in that period. I, I mean. Yeah, the Florida Panthers, they um credit to them. Zero goals allowed at five on five. Fifty-five of fifty-five from Sergey mm-hmm. Brodsky, but a little bit of a boneheaded penalty that the that Sam Bennett had. And that's why the broadcast was explaining how when you're taking over a minute and a half shifts a lot, sometimes you could make you can overthink certain things. And with that penalty by uh Sam Bennett that uh got Jordan Martin up to the the board, so he was called mm-hmm. for boarding. That that was a uh, prove uh, very costly in, in that one, and at the TV timeout after the first one, it was nine one shots on goal in, in in favor of Carolina, and that was you were starting to see the fatigue factor there for Florida. For sure, and uh, you know that first power play, um, I don't think Carolina would have scored if E two Losterainen and Gustav Forsling or Bobby Orsling don't fall or slip on the ice. Um, yep. mm-hmm. you know they totally pulled everybody out of position. I know. Um, you know, had they been on the uh, passing and the shooting lanes would have uh, been clogged up. So, uh, again, like you said, you know, the, the PK wasn't a huge issue. Uh, you know, the penalty by Bennett, again, you know, I, I, he tends to take, you know, penalties, you know, not smart ones. But at the same time, you can't ask him to play any different. I mean, he's been a huge contributing factor since coming back um, after injury and everything. Um, so the first line finally shows up. Uh, outside mm-hmm. of Carter Verhage. So you get to see Barkoff, he was hitting and he was actually taking some shots. Duclair having his best game of the playoffs so far. So Eight very good to see. Uncle. 
Exactly. So let's hope that he continues to build on this and that, you know, he wants to grind it with uh, the rest of the team. And then as far as like the five on five play, I have no problem with Florida uh, at all. One thing that they need to cut down on and that they need to do better is clearing the zone. There were so many times where I felt like they pulled the puck back just to keep control and then they couldn't clear it. Just get the puck out. You know, just make an easy clear. I understand that Carolina is going to have the possession, but at the same time, you're not putting yourself in danger and everything. And Bob won't be fatigued so much after having to make so many saves. Yeah, and you think about that second goal by Carolina where the Panthers lose a board battle. There's a whole bunch of white jerseys to Bob's right, and then it's a tic-tac-toe play with three Carolina Hurricanes yep. um, in in um, below the hash marks, and then Mark Stahl is there uh, having to defend uh, three people right before uh, Nason uh, gets that gets that power power play goal for the for the Carolina Hurricanes. But still, they they were there was a remember that save moment where where right oh, yeah. before overtime, where Marty Natchez gets a, a stretch pass and goes all by himself, and then Bob just lays out on his leg to to make make a save there right before overtime, and that was a remember that save moment. So. I, I want you guys, if you get to see, watch the condensed game or even the whole game, to go back to that moment where where Bob might have saved uh, the the game for the Florida Panthers. But we're going to transition into segment number two. We're going to discuss more about the Florida Panthers' approach to overtime, our thoughts on the on the goal that was disallowed uh, by Ryan Lomberg in the first overtime period. We're going to discuss that more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about bird dogs and i i look better and i feel great when wearing bird dogs or stretchy fabrics that make my legs look great and they're comfier than any other shorts and pants they give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course to meeting to date or hanging out with friends Bert Kreischer wakes up in his lake house wearing bird dogs goes for a swim smokes a cigar grills burgers and chills with his family all in the shorts he associates with the summer bird dog College football nerds say they are the perfect fit for the dads that have a little extra gut. Bird Dog makes them look great and feel comfortable. Part of my take, PFT famously wears pants, and the only shorts he truly loves are Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnHL when you enter promo code LockedOnHL. They'll throw in free custom Bird Dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash LockedOnHL when you enter promo code LockedOnNHL. Segment number two here on this Friday, May 19th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I got Nick Fairbanks here for another edition of Fairbanks Friday, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 3-2 to two quadruple overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes at PNC Arena. But, uh, Nick, what, one thing that was cr- crazy in, in this game with the, with the four overtimes is uh, the time on ice. I mean, Brandon Montour... Uh, 57 minutes. I mean, what a role that Brandon Montour has played, um, has played not only in this game, but all season. It got a whole bunch of chances generated. Uh, I mean, there was a time, there was a part where the Carolina Hurricanes cleared the zone and he might have made one pass too many. Anton Lindell had a two-on-one chance where he was on Freddie Anderson and then makes a stick save as well after. I mean, Sergey Bobrovsky was making his fair share of saves in 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 the in the in all four overtimes there's only so much that we could talk about where where when we're talking about almost 140 minutes of 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 hockey in in this in in this game but of course we thought the game was over just before 11 11 o'clock where <laughs> where eric stall is wins a board battle gets it to ryan lomberg in the slot and then scores with freddie anderson down 
But then you look at the replay again and, and you see that Colin White's in the blue paint. And it's not really the fact that Colin White was in the blue paint. It's the fact that his, if, if you really, really, really slow it down, Colin White's skate hits Freddie Anderson first and then he's hip checked by Jack Drury um, in, in, into Freddie Anderson. If the hip check happened first before that, it's it's a good goal. But when you really freeze it, just trying to be objective here, even though we do, I, I, even though I follow and cover this team, we, we see, we see Colin White's stick, excuse me, skate hit Anderson first and, and then a, a disallowed goal. What, what'd you think of that, of that uh, disallowed goal by, by Ryan Lomberg? I've seen more egregious goals allowed. Let's just say that. I mean, I understand mm-hmm. that, you know, there was contact and everything, but Anderson overplayed the play, essentially. And if anything, White actually, them bumping skates might have helped Anderson from stopping to move all the way over, um, you know, to the right side of the crease. But he couldn't get back. Um, the play was also broken. Uh, I don't think Lomberg actually got the shot off right away. It fell between some skates. He found it and then just put it in the back of the net. So, um, you know, I, I've seen – you know, games where Sidney Crosby would hit a goalie in the face with his stick just before a shot went in, they would, you know, count it as a goal. So what is goaltender interference? Uh, I think everybody in the universe is still trying to figure that out. Um, It would be nice. Yeah. It would be nice to get some clarity um, going forward, but you know what, Um, you know, to the Panthers credit, they stuck with it. And I think part of their mojo or what they want to do going into overtime is ended as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unable to. And and here's also the thing that, that, that we see differently in, in playoff overtime versus regular season. And it's the fact that teams are trying to do more of, of not trying to play the, um, they're not trying to play the hero. Instead, they're trying not to be that guy to make that mistake there. You, you're not seeing as much pinches in the in the offensive zone from from defensemen because you don't want to give up an odd man rush the the other way. Uh, that's just uh, w- one example. And the Carolina Hurricanes were also very comfortable in icing the puck. The amount of icings we saw from Carolina uh, in, in 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 overtime, they were it looks like they were okay with with doing so. They because why? Because they know they can win the defensive zone draws, mm-hmm. and 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 it happened and it happened a lot in in the overtime period. And that, that's where you wish the Panthers could be. A little better in when it comes to that but it it, it, it you look at what, what going back to what you said about um, ending it quickly and it comes down to it, it comes down to what happens when you win those uh uh those draws in your offensive zone after the after the opposition ices the puck and and we saw that a whole bunch and of course more flurry of chances of there was a beautiful chance that Barkov sauced it to Anthony Duclair and can't redirect it there was one where Colin White uh, get, gets it from the bottom of the ice and, and tries redirecting it uh, up high mm-hmm. a, as well. And and man, what? Brand, uh, of course, we mentioned Brandon Montour, uh, the, the minutes he's logged, Anthony Duclair as well uh, on the night. Uh, and But here's the thing. The, the, the stars for the Florida Panthers, um, as far as like a Matthew Kachuk, uh, he was – he was very, he was quiet for the most part offensively until that that game winning goal. I believe he only had uh, three shots on goal in in the game, uh, and, and of, of course one of them being the game winner. But on the other side, the Panthers were were 
containing the likes of a Sebastian Ajo too. We, we didn't see Sebastian Ajo have a, have a, a, a very noisy game as far as far as that. So it, it just when when we talk about the narratives of these teams being so similar, didn't game one prove that? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the fact that it had to go to four overtimes just because of the style of play and that each team were making play, especially the goalies were making plays. I mean, you spoke about Bobrovsky with that game saving, you know, save uh, before the end of uh, regulation. I thought the game was over at that point. I'm like, oh, Nietzsche's is going to end it. Bob's going to give it a five hole. And here he is spreading out and getting it with the pad and then the glove afterwards and batting it out of the air, which is amazing. But, you know, hats off to Freddie Anderson as well. There was a couple of instances where, you know, you had Montour all alone in front. Mm-hmm. He tried to deke him out. I think he deked, he tried to deke too many times, and Anderson got it with just the uh, uh, the stick, uh, the paddle of the stick. And then after that, Gus Forsling, I think in the second overtime, basically took a faceoff, um, you know, right to the front of the net, tried to backhand, and Freddie just nabbed it out of uh, midair. So uh, the game could have been over many times, um, you know, for Florida and just the goaltenders wouldn't let it happen. <laughs> yeah, and and this is and uh, you you mentioned the play that uh, Sam Bennett was as he was uh, as he was skating away from from uh, Freddie Anderson. Of course, uh, uh, Sam Bennett being a left-handed shot and then having to go try to go backhand as well. That's that's not an easy sh- that's not an mm-hmm. easy shot whatsoever. But uh, what it, it depends where the of course, where the puck lands on, on your tape as well, when it comes to getting, getting a shot off there. And uh, I mean, it's crazy. The, the reputation that Freddie Anderson ha- has not getting it done in Toronto as well. And of course the reputation that Sergey Borowski has is as well, when it comes to what's happened in the first three years of his tenure with the Florida Panthers and then turning it on. It's crazy. When you think about, when you think about playoffs and of course, sometimes we're just so used to, this 82 game see the 82 game season from mid October all the way to April that we're used to seeing a lot of broken plays and, and, and the Panthers and us thinking, seeing the of course goal against mm-hmm. that, that we've seen, but man, the rebound control was amazing from, from both goalies. The, the, the slot was not an easy place to get to uh, as well. A lot of quick outs as well. You, you see, you see such focus as well from, from the, this Florida Panthers team, and even after the first period when they went down one one nothing, I said this the the Panthers were dominating the possession the first twenty minutes. I mean, they mm-hmm. I I I didn't see it as something uh, to to worry about for uh, this Panthers team, and even even in even in overtime, the the Panthers they were confident. They didn't they didn't have they didn't they didn't have a sense of nervousness as far as as far as how how they controlled the puck as as well and 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 you know like we said teams aren't trying they're trying not to make the big mis- mistake as well and i mean brent, brent burns had, brent burns was 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 great outside of that turnover that he had in his own mm-hmm. zone and then and then one of the, a rare mistake that brent burns had um giving up to sam bennett and then uh kachuk finding it going top shelf where uh, mrs moeller hides the peanut butter uh so <laughs> So uh, it, it's just great. The the Florida Panthers. I mean, eight and zero in overtime since the twenty twenty one postseason, mm-hmm. and five and zero in this one. They are I'm do, doing math in my head. They are now seven and one on the road. 
in the that's what you, just yeah, incredible. Yeah, and that and that's what you need to win. You need to win um, in tough environments, and you know they've been able to do it. They did it in Boston. They definitely did it in Toronto. But I think the big thing that's coming down to the difference between why Florida's advancing and other teams are having issues is because of goaltending. Uh, Bobrovsky, he's just been amazing. Uh, I can't say if I've ever seen him play better. You know, he, he, ha- he has two Veznas. I think he's actually at that level or maybe just a little bit above. So it definitely helps. Now, the Brett Burns turnover, I think he took that playoff. Uh, he, that was probably the laziest clearing attempt or trying to get it up the boards as I've seen from him. Because he's good. You know, as you were saying, they, they were okay with icing the puck. No, he just kind of like backhanded it across the boards, hoping his guy was going to take it in. You know, Bennett, you know, and uh, to Chuck were right there to intercept it. So, you know, you guys can't take plays off. This is the playoffs. This is the Eastern Conference Finals. You got to be on every play, and you have to do your best uh, with the position that you're put in. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, and and definitely uh, the the Panthers were very fortunate to capitalize on 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 a, on a mistake by the former uh, Nor- Norris Trophy winner and uh, 80, 80 straight saves with but with both goalies combined prior to that Kachuk goal, uh, sixth longest game in NHL uh, history uh, happened uh, last night, the longest game in Florida Panthers history, passing that game four of the '96 final where they lost one nothing against the Colorado Avalanche in the Stanley Cup final. So. A lot of history that we we witness uh lot early this morning excuse me <laughs> for <laughs> for the panthers is four three to two quadruple overtime win over the carolina hurricanes but in segment number three we are going to discuss uh the our three stars of the game and we are going to discuss what we would like to see better in game two um, with, with the florida panthers hoping to get a two nothing series lead on Saturday night. We're going to discuss that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Segment number three here on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a three to two quadruple overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes. And just as segment three starts, uh, uh, Nick Fairbanks's uh, cat decides to come on to the show. What a what a beautiful what a beautiful baby he's got there. But uh, Nick, uh, as far as uh, where it, this is a this is two two responses in, in one. Um, three stars of the game, of course. Game winner Matthew Kachuk. You got to put him him there. Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, sixty three of sixty um, sixty three of sixty five on the night, uh, over six nine sixty save percentage on, on on the night, and then. Uh, I want to put the whole top line there as well. But if I had to choose one person of that top line, it's definitely uh, got to be Anthony Duclair. And also honorable mention is the penalty kill because the Florida Panthers went to the box twice in, in overtime where Duclair had a high sticking in the first overtime. And then Carver Hagee had a, had a hooking that the, that, that could, that might've been uh, an opportunity for a game winning goal. And the Carolina hurricanes would have been up in arms had, had that goal had the Florida Panthers scored a goal so limited mistakes penalty kill is great but the one thing I'd like to see differently in game two I like to see better puck movement in, in on the power play because even though the going into this game the um, Carolina Hurricanes were going in at an 18 percent on the on the on the power play uh, they, they they were quicker to 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 move the puck and get it down low and got 10 shots on goal on, on the man advantage uh, and statistically 
the the Florida Panthers were were better on the on the on, on the special on the on the power play going into this series at at twenty seven percent, but a little bit slow for the Florida Panthers moving the puck around. So, who are your three stars of the game for for Thursday night slash Friday morning, and uh, what would you like to see differently in Game Two for the Panthers? The uh, three stars for me, um, definitely Matthew Chuck uh, with a third star, just, you know, finally ending the marathon. You know, I, I was perfectly content with overtime, you know, going to the fifth one, um, you know, even though the game was going to probably roll over to 3 a.m. by that time. But uh, thankfully, he uh, goes top shelf, as you said. Uh, second star is going to be Freddie Anderson. Um, you know, he made all the saves except for the last one. And then you have to give the first star to Bob. Um, he was the main reason why the Panthers were uh, where they were. Um, you know, he really showed out and, you know, he continues to build, um, you know, his resume for this playoff series or this playoff, uh, you know, season. So, um, you know, what, what I would like to see in game two, uh, shorter shifts, hopefully Brandon Montour is not playing half the game, even though I, I can kind of see it happening. Um, but guys need to really understand that what just happened to them, hopefully isn't going to happen again. And then, Make sure that you are supporting one another. I mean, there might be somebody who's injured now. You know, we won't know. Um, you know, just make sure that you're getting off the ice when you need to, that you're supporting everybody as far as, like, puck management and getting the puck uh, down deep. Uh, because that's one thing that I had an issue with. Is it just seems like Florida wanted to possess the puck, and there was a few times where they should have got it deep when they didn't. But, you know what, they won. So I can't really complain too much about that. But get the puck deep support one another and then make sure that your shifts are short. Yeah. Um, there was one where Gus Forsling had a two minute and two second, uh, shift, um, on, on, on their, um, on their defensive, uh, zone a, a, as well. So you, you want to, you want to be able to be quicker to, to get those, uh, get those outs, uh, for, for the Panthers as well. So it definitely, definitely a good point of, of view, uh, there, but man, you, and even, even for, Sergey Bobrovsky, even with the, even in the analytical part of things, it showed how great that Sergey Bobrovsky was. I think they said like five, five goals save above expected compared compared to Freddie Anderson's uh, two. Just mm -hmm. incredible what what the Florida Panthers and the and Sergey Bobrovsky has done just in this run, um, him, himself. And it's it's crazy because I haven't really thought of this conversation until I started listening more to national shows on the postseason. But there's even talk about if the like. Con Smythe uh, of of uh, Sergey Bobrovsky being the guy. If, if it's the playoff MVP for the Panthers, it, it, it's definitely Sergey Bobrovsky. I was really trying not to have this conversation because I have I've had that in the back of my mind since the Toronto series. Um, but he's definitely in the conversation. He's definitely got to be leading uh, the pack with everybody. And then I think Matthew Tuchuk is also in the running for that. Not because, you know, he's putting up points every game. I mean, he didn't look like he was very, you know, visible in the Leafs series, but he was still getting points. Mm -hmm. But who is really impacting the game the most? And you can definitely tell that Bob has stepped up and he's in the zone right now. So, um, yeah, I, you, you can't go with anybody else other than Bob. I, I don't think that there's anybody else in the playoffs right now that, are, that is even close. Yeah, and you and you and like we like we mentioned earlier about the rebound opportunities as well, and there also 
quick to hugging the post. I mean, there was a sharp angle shot that Sebastian Ajo had where he was able mm-hmm. to kick it from his skate to his stick. And then Sergey Borowski said that was one of the few rebound opportunities that the that Sergey Borowski uh, gave up uh, in the game as well. And, and also credit to the Florida Panthers defense being uh, quick to quick to pucks as well. And, and as far as getting um, some of their uh, quick clears as well on, on, on the on the night and just the fact that you know, when when you lose a when you lose or when you win a marathon game like that, you know, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel wasted, uh, for sure. <laughs> and of course, it, we we'd be having a different conversation here about exerting all that energy and then coming out on the losing end. Chances are, chances are they they probably had a scheduled practice for today, <laughs> had, um, right before game one. Chances are that they're not practicing after playing two full games this is a night of this is a day of recovery this is a day of get um of of, of all that when it when it comes to checking health status as well uh how you're feeling going into the game and i mean listen bob played all those minutes anderson played all those minutes but bobrovsky he's not going to take himself out for 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 game two no matter how many overtime periods he he made so i'm expecting him to be back in the crease on saturday night you can't go away from a hot goalie. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that's playoff one-on-one. Okay. Um, you know, I, I put it on Twitter um, earlier this postseason that most teams that actually change up goalies actually um, end up losing most of the time. Well, Florida proved me wrong on that one, so I'm very happy about that. Um, as far as, like, today, what the Panthers are doing, I would sleep, wake up, eat, go back to sleep, eat again, Sleep, take a, one more nap and then just kind of make sure that your body's getting the amount of rest that it really needs. Um, I wonder how much weight Bob lost because that's been a current theme, you know, during the playoffs as well. Cause I think he lost like what, 20 pounds in game five of uh, the mm-hmm. second round. So I wonder nice. how much he lost. Yeah. I wonder how much he lost last night. And if they had to hook him up to multiple IVs after the game, that that's, that's my question. Protein shakes, bars, you name it. <laughs> Maybe like five eggs if you need to. Um, uh, Raw, few, like uh, Rocky. Yeah. So, so that he's definitely you're losing a lot of salt and a lot of water there. Probably electrolyte powder as as well in your in your drink. Uh, so definitely, definitely uh, needing that opportunity to rest and recover. And even if the guys are even if the guys are just spending time in their hotel room and not necessarily watching tape, but just hanging around. Um, watching something just shooting the breeze and then going for a walk i mean i think that's the perfect way to spend your off day because uh, because of not wanting to not wanting to uh overexert your body as well because you got to recover quickly for 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 a game too on on saturday night so i think this is a really good rest and recovery day for the panthers and good point that you brought brought up when it comes to bob um, the amount of weight that bob loses <laughs> yeah. every single game because it's it's nuts the amount the amount of the amount that does in in each and each and every game but nick i want to thank you so much for joining me on this fairbanks friday edition of the lockdown florida panthers podcast another live edition of the show and thank you everybody on the youtube page for joining us on the show and subscribing to the channel as well i appreciate each and every one of you so nick tell us where they can follow you online armando Thanks for, uh, you know, working with me uh, as far as last night or this morning and this morning again with the show. But uh, if anybody wants to take a follow, um, I'm at Prudentious Zero. So look forward to game two in 
Uh, I'm going to get back to you probably about 32 hours, and uh, we'll see what we can uh, pull out from there. Maybe a 2-0 lead or split like I wanted. Yep. So they already got half of, half of that done. So hopefully they could get the full uh, two games where the Florida Panthers have definitely uh, played well on the road in this postseason. So thank you so much, Nick, and I will see you next Friday, my friend. See you next Friday, and thank you again. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On AHL Network, including Locked On AHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listener of the day. And for the everydayers, make sure you come back on Sunday's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. We'll be bringing in the former host of Locked On Panthers, Frank Rikas, on the show to recap game two between the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes on Sunday's edition of the show. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.